What up? I will wait a few minutes. If you're joining us today, go ahead and like and share our video. If you're watching on replay, do the same. My hair is looking a little rough. So, today we are going to be talking about prayer and how to have an effective prayer life. How to have... Hi, Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Sorry. <laughs> We're going to be talking about how to have an effective prayer life. Hi, you sweet night. <laughs> 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 but today we're going to be talking about how to have an effective prayer life. How do we have prayer that God answers? Because a lot of people pray, and a lot of people wait for God to give them answers, but they never seem to come. And for one, it is usually because people don't know how to pray effectively, or people don't know how to pray according to the Word of God and how the Bible says to pray. So we're going to talk about and give you five reasons... Or five ways to have an effective prayer life. Alright. Are going to get started? Yeah. Whoever else joined, go ahead and like and share our video. And share it with your friends. Um, whoever you think might need to know how to pray and learn how to pray. Because prayer is an important thing yeah. in our life. What up, Hi, Amanda. Amanda. We're coming there after this. And we're going to drive there to come get some yeah, gas. Yeah, we're going to go fill up gas in Boston. <laughs> and let's go to fire and ice. Yep. All right. You want to go ahead and get started? Yeah. Well, I'm going to open up in prayer. Lord, we thank you for um, today's broadcast. Thank you for every person watching. I pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Even as the word goes forth, I pray that there's revelation of your word, that there's understanding of your word. And we thank you, Lord, for giving your word to us as our inheritance. Yeah. And we praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hi, Pastor Carl. Hi, Sharon. Do you know who Sharon is? I don't think so. Isn't that your old co-worker? Mm, that no. was my boss, but that's not okay. her last name. All right. Hi, Pulama. Okay. But today right. we're going to be talking about prayer and how to have an effective prayer life. And, yeah, because I think a lot of people don't know how to pray, honestly. Yeah. And we are even in a time where it should be important. Like, we need to learn how to pray. Yeah. Because that's how you war with the spiritual things is in prayer. Yeah. And if anybody watched, um, what is it called? War Room. It's pretty much talking about the war room, um, the prayer closet where that old lady had, like, she had a prayer closet in her house. And that was her war room because that's how you get things done in a spiritual realm yeah. is through prayer and you go into your war room. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Oh, look. Here is Uncle. Hi, Uncle Sumian. To Amanda, you're funny. But anyways, let's get started. I'm right. going to um, read out of Philippians 4, 6, and then you can go I'll to turn Psalm. Psalms. And if you have your Bibles, you might not have it. If you have your phone or whatever it is, you can turn with it. If not, you can... Don't leave the broadcast to go to the scripture, because then you <laughs> have to know what we said. So. Um, but Philippians 4, 6, it says... 
Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Yeah. So don't worry about anything. You might be in some kind of predicament, but don't worry. The word of God says, be in prayer. And you come before God, making your request known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just like what my scripture says here in Psalm seven eleven. God is a righteous judge and God and God who feels indignation every day. So God is a righteous judge and one of the best examples of this is God is like a judge in a courtroom and you're a lawyer. And what a lawyer does is he reminds the judge of the um the law and reminds the judge of what the law says when he goes to a courtroom to defend his case. And that's what your job is. Is your job is to find what is said in the Bible and bring it before God. So, and then we're actually going to get to that in point two, but well, actually let's just go ahead and move into point two and we'll make that our first point. If you're right with that. Yeah. All right. So, because I think it flows right into the beginning of prayer is knowing the word of God and what the word of God says about your situation. And, and that's very important because the Bible says to present your request and make it known to God. So you have to begin to present your request and make sure God knows what you're asking and make sure it's from the Word of God. Do you have the first scripture for that? Yeah. Can you go to Psalms 116 17? Yeah. I'm going to read out of Psalms 22 3. And our um, next point is begin and end your prayer with thanksgiving because thanksgiving is an important thing. When someone does something for us, we thank them. But the um, kingdom of God works in a different way. That's how with everything, mm-hmm. for even giving, you give more and you will receive more. In the world, you give less and you hold and you gain more. Yeah. But with the um, with the kingdom of God, it's different, um, what is it called? Rules. Yeah, different rules, different, you do it a different way. Mm-hmm. And um, Psalms 22.3, it says, Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the one Israel praises. Or in other, um, what is it called? I can't even think. Other um, translations, it says that God dwells among the praises of Israel or the praises of his people. And so when we thank him, when we praise God, he comes and he mm-hmm. dwells in our praises. Just like any other king, when you and praise him he comes and that's what you do when a come when a king comes through you praise him yeah and so if even with god he likes when we praise him he likes when we remind him of his word he likes when we love on him and he comes and he dwells in the praises of his people that's why you see many pentecostal services they start out with praise and worship because that's what brings in the presence of mm-hmm. god that's what sets the atmosphere for yeah. god to come and be enthroned or be or inhabit the praise of praises of his people. Right. Yeah. So you've got to begin to praise God in the beginning of your prayer. Thank God for what he's already done for you. You know, just like how with even with your own family, if you begin to thank auntie or uncle or you begin to thank your parents for something they've done for you, your parents are going to be more prone to do that same thing for you again or bless you even more. But if you act like a little snot about it, <laughs> <laughs> then you're not going to see the same thing happen to you. You know, you you act like a brat and you you um you know, you you diss your parents or you diss someone who's showing you kindness or don't even acknowledge the fact that they did something. 
it won't happen again. But just like the same thing with God, when you acknowledge God for what he's done for you, he's going to be there and he's going to inhabit and help you with any situation in life. And you never should um, forget thanking God. That's something we do every day. We wake up and we begin to start our day with praise and thanksgiving to God. We start our day thanking God for what he's done for us because we Mm -hmm. want God to be on our side. Yeah. And because he's done great things in your life and every person has something to thank God for. And it can, I mean, their salvation for one, your salvation and what um, um, God sending his only son down to die for us is reason enough to thank God. Yeah. So, you know, you can never forget what God has done for you. And the minute we do that, the minute God will leave our lives. You know, you've got to always be in a point to where you're thanking God for what he's done for you. And it comes from the heart. It comes when you have a heart of thanksgiving, when you have that in you, it will come out naturally. Mm -hmm. And even the first scripture I read from Philippians 4, 6, when it talks about um, don't be anxious about anything, but in, in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. And so that's an element that we need to add to our prayer life is thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. They can read that. Um, Psalms 116, verse 17. I will offer up to you a sacrifice of thanksgiving, and I will call on the name of the Lord. And it's a sacrifice of thanksgiving. And the Bible, even in the Old Testament, it talks about offering up a sacrifice of thanksgiving. You might not feel... Like you want to praise the Lord for your situation that you're in now, but you need to praise your way out of that situation. And it says that I will offer up a sacrifice of praise and then come to the Lord, then call on the name of the Lord. And that's the key. You need to end and begin with the with thanksgiving yeah. and thanking God for the things that He will do for you and the things that He already has done for yeah, you. Yeah, it's you're starting your your prayer life out with giving God thanks. You're yeah. sacrificing and giving God thanks at the beginning. You're not waiting. And He says, "I will offer up God a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Then I will call upon the name of the Lord. Then I will tell God what I want. But first, I'm going to praise God, and that's what brings God down. Is when you offer up a sacrifice of thanksgiving. When you say, "God, I thank you for what you've done," because God inhabits the praises of, of His people. Praises is glorifying God. It's thanking God. It's recognizing what God has done for you. Yeah. And that's when God inhabits your praises. That's when God comes down for you. Is when you thank God for what he's already done for you in your life. And yeah. you know, that'll provoke God to move on your behalf. Yeah. Hi Tanya, hi Antiluan, hi Shani Ray. All right. And if you guys are joining us now, go ahead and share and like this broadcast. And if you didn't catch the first part of it, you can watch again on replay and we'll have it on podcast also. Um, but I'm going to go into the next point. Hi, Connie. I'm going to go on the next point, though. Um, And it says that you need it needs to line up with the word of God. Just yeah. like he said, a judge will come and remind um, or a lawyer will come and remind a judge of what the laws are. That's what we have to do. Even in our case, we need to bring the word of God, the truth, what the word of God says to the judge to our just god and Mm -hmm. remind him of the word of god and so god knows his word but you need to remind him what it says 
Yeah, God will, yeah, you've got to call upon the name of the Lord. You have to begin to quote the word of God for God to answer that. Because if you're just praying idly, and I don't know um, if you're going to get into this later, but if you're praying stuff that's not from the word of God or something that the Bible doesn't say, then you can't expect God to answer that because of the simple fact that it's not in the Bible. Yeah. You have to pray what's from the word of God and what God has given you. I'm not going to ask for something that doesn't belong to me. Now, if someone gives me something, if someone gives me a car, I'm going to go to them and thank them for that car. I'm not going to go and thank them for a house. I'm not going to be like, thank you for your house. They're going to be like, what the heck are you talking about? No, if someone blesses you with something, you have to begin to thank them for that thing or remind them of that thing that they gave you, Mm -hmm. not something that doesn't line up with that um, exact thing. You have to know what the word of God says for your situation for God to begin to um, answer that. And that's why it's important to know the Word of God. That's why it's important to know what the Bible says so when you pray, you know God's going to answer you. And I quote scriptures in my prayer all the time. I thank God for what His Word says. That your Word says this, so I thank you that this is going to come to pass. You have to know what the Word of God says for your situation, mm-hmm. or else you can't expect God to answer it because it has to come from the Word of God. Yeah. You have to know your Bible. You have to bring evidence into a courtroom. Yeah. That's important. You have to have evidence. You have to have proof of what it says. You can't win a case without evidence. Yeah, it'd be like, let's say you're committed for a murder, and you actually didn't commit the murder. But you have a lawyer who just goes into the courtroom and doesn't bring in any evidence. He doesn't bring any laws. He just goes up and says, you know, we're really hoping that you'll forgive him. And, you know, just... Do something nice for him, you know. We, we thank you, judge, for, you know, just setting him free. And he brings no evidence of your case. You are going to go to prison. Yeah. And you're going to be very mad at that. You're going to be very mad at the lawyer. Because he didn't bring anything up to help your case. And that's what you do when you hire a lawyer. You hire someone who is the best. You hire someone who's going to bring good evidence. You don't hire someone who's lost five cases and, and never had a success. You're going to hire someone who wins. And that's the same thing. You're going to hire someone and you're going to do something that they know will be effective. And the Word of God is effective. Mm-hmm. So you want to have the best on your side. You want to know what the Word of God says so you can win every battle. Yeah. Not so you have to worry about losing because if you know the Word of God, you can win any battle. Yeah. But that point was it needs to line up with the Word of God. And in First John five fourteen through 15, it says, This is the confidence... We have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we will have what we asked of him. And so we have to pray according to the will Mm -hmm. of God. The word of God, the will of God is right here. You need to know the word of God. You need to know the will of God. Even like a a written will um, for when people, when like our parents will pass that down to us, people write a will so that they know exactly what goes to whom mm-hmm. and what belongs to. Like if Zane, his parents give him something, they will note in that will yeah. what goes to him. And so the word of God, everything that this word says, this is Bible God's says, is God's will. Right. It's God's written will. And so if we don't know the written will, he can have one million dollars laid up for him. But if he never went and read yeah. the will that his parents left for him, he would have never known that it's there for him. You can right. have a million dollars in a bank account, but if you never have the understanding that it's there for you, 
you are never going to go out and get it because yeah. you don't know that it's there. Right. You don't have the understanding. You have to know the will of God. It's very important. I'm going to read the scripture out of uh, Jeremiah 1.12. It says, Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I'm watching over my word to perform it. I am watching over my word to perform it. God said himself, I am watching over my word to perform it. God is watching over what we say, over what we speak, and what we pray for that comes from the word of God so he can act upon it. Mm -hmm. God himself will act upon your case when you bring the word of God into it. When you quote scripture, when you say what the Bible says, God himself will be on your side. Yeah. And nothing can take that away. But you have to know the word of God. Amen. Um, I'm going to read another scripture. Romans 3, 4. It says, Not at all. Let God be true and every human being a liar. As it, it is, as it is written, so that you may be proved right when you speak and prevail when you judge. Mm -hmm. But in that scripture says, let God be, God be true and every man a liar. Though God is not a liar. God is a God that um, he acts according to his word. He mm -hmm. cannot, whatever he says in his word, he has to act upon it. Yeah, the word says in Isaiah 55, it says, so shall my word be. That goes out from my mouth, it shall not return to me empty. What God says, he means. What God speaks, he means. When God says something, he doesn't mean it. And it's like what your script, um, um, scripture said. What did you say? From what? No, it says, I think you said when what God says, he doesn't mean. I think that's oh, what you said. Oh, <laughs> what God says, he does mean. And it says here, So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth, it shall not return to me empty. What God says in his word, he means. And it's not going to return to him empty. It's not going to return to God. Or when you speak the word of God, it's what God means. The Bible says he holds his word above his own name. He holds his word above his own name. So the name of God is not even as great as what his, he said. What God speaks, he means. And that's why you have to bring the word of God into every situation. Mm -hmm. That's why you have to bring the word of God over your life because the word carries power. It is what God said. And that's why it's important to know the word of God. He says, my word will not return to me void. If God says it, it's yours. Amen. Make that a reality. And the next point is it has to be a prayer of faith. And James 5, 15, it says... And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well, and the Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. And it's talking about bringing, if you are sick, bring them among the elders, and then the prayer of faith will heal. It needs to be a prayer of faith. If you lack faith, the um, Romans, where is it? Romans ten seventeen. it says to, that faith comes by hearing, hearing by the oh, word yeah. of God. Yeah. You want to read James 1, 6 yeah. through 7? But you need to begin to build your faith up. It's by hearing the word of God. It's by going on to podcast, the podcast app, listening to people who will um, preach the truth of God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it says, James 1, starting at verse 6. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. 
Yeah, so you can't be double-minded. You can't be like the wave being yeah. tossed to and fro. You have to stand firm on what you believe. It, it says the man of faith can expect him with no doubt. You can't be back and forth in your prayer. If you pray something from the word of God, you have to believe that it's going to come to pass or else God can't answer it. Because if you're constantly moving back and forth on what you believe, then it's not going to happen. And it doesn't matter what men say. It doesn't matter what someone else says. You have to stand on the word of God. Mm-hmm. You have to begin to know what the Bible says and then don't back down from it. It's like a story about David Oyodepo. The doctors told him his wife was going to die. But he he told the doctors, no. That's not. That's a lie. That's not what the Bible says. The doctors looked at him funny. No, this is what your wife dies is, is going to happen to her. She's going to die because we can't do anything. But you, when you speak the word, you have to recognize that anything else that comes from man is a lie. What the word of God says is true, and let every man be a liar. Let everything else men says. It might be fact, but that doesn't make it truth. The word of God is truth, and you have to make the word of God truth. What does the Bible say for your situation? And then stand on it. Don't back down on the word of God. Yeah. Don't back down from what God has given you. You can't back down, or else you'll never operate in a place of faith. God can't use you if you don't operate at a place of faith. It's like the Israelites. Um, if you're familiar with the story, when the Israelites went to conquer the land of Canaan, they went there and they went to spy on the land and they, they came back and gave a negative report and told the entire Israelite community. And then the Israelites started grumbling and complaining. In fact, I told this story last week thinking about it. It's a great story. <laughs> and they, they started murmuring and complaining about God. And then God says, okay, you won't have the land. The very words you spoke and you won't have. Then they changed their mind. Then they said, no, we're going to take it. And then they all died because they didn't listen to the word of God. They were unstable. They didn't stand on what God said. God already told them they could have it, but they didn't stand on what the word of God was. They didn't stand on what the word of God said. God is true. What God says, he means, but you have to understand when God says it, I'm going to believe wholeheartedly in it or else it doesn't matter. You have to know the word of God and you have to stand on the word of God. Or else it doesn't matter. And that's why prayers aren't usually effective. It's because we pray stuff like, God, if it's your will, you'll heal this person. Because we're not having faith. We're not putting our faith in God. If it's God, God says, it is my will. And if you're familiar with the story about Jesus healing the blind person, the blind person asks, Lord, if it's your will, heal me. And he said, it is my will, be healed. Open your eyes. And he saw. God's will is for every person to be healed. But when we pray stuff that doesn't come from the word of God or say stuff like, God, if it's your will, you'll heal me. That's not a prayer of faith. When I pray, I pray and thank God for it being done. And I quote scripture along with that. And I stand on that. And that's when you see miracles happen. That's when you see God on your work on your behalf. Mm-hmm. Because you have to stand on the word of God. You can't back down from it. It's true. And you got to make that real, more real than your situation. Yeah. You, have to you ma- can't have plan B. You cannot have yeah. a plan B. It has to be the word of God. You can't. You have to stand on that. And in reality, you might see even when they went into the land of Canaan, mm-hmm. they saw giants. They saw. They thought they couldn't um, conquer them. But in reality, that's what it saw. Um, that's what they saw. And even now about this coronavirus, it's not that it's untrue that it's here like the coronavirus exists but the word of god has the final say yeah. god what has does the, the word of god say? say over the situation if the bible says i'm not going to be sick and if the bible says he took 39 stripes on his back so i can be healed why would i have anything less why would i receive something that the word of god doesn't say for my situation why 
what does the Bible say about my life? What can I have according to the Word of God? Man, I'm getting fired up right now. That's good. Your mom said that's good. The level of faith you are willing to believe the Word of God is the level that God is able to use yeah. you. And that's what that's the revelation I had a couple of weeks ago. Um, I forget what story I was reading, but God, um, Jesus told the woman, I don't know which story it was, but he said, according your according to your, your faith, faith let it be done. It's the story with the lady with the issue of blood. Yeah, I think it was right before that. But it said, according to your faith, let it be done. Right. So whatever your faith, wherever your faith level is, that's where God will God act. will meet you, yeah. Yep. God will meet you where your faith is. And, that's, and if you don't have faith for something, but then are praying, expecting God to move on your behalf, but you have no faith for it, then God won't move on your behalf because it's relied on your own faith. Yeah. Or else we won't believe it when we see it. We won't believe what God gave us when we see it. Why do you think Gideon had to carry 300 men with him to defeat an entire army? It was because God wanted to show him, watch what I'll do on your behalf, because it's impossible anyways. Now, but if you have 100,000 men, you'll probably give some credit to yourself. Use 300 and I'll still do it. And that's exactly what happened. He used 300 men to take out an entire army. That's what God wants to do in your situation. That's faith. He ended up doing it. He went and he marched with those 300 men and they conquered the land. God gave him a divine idea. God gave him a purpose and they conquered the land simply because he used the faith that God gave him. He didn't back down. He didn't say, I can't do it with 300 men. That's impossible. All right, guys, we're going home. Sorry, this is canceled. God's telling me to do too much. Or he didn't march into it saying, God, if it's your will that, that we'll take the land, I know we'll do it, but we're going to continue to stay here and pray until you do something. No, they went out and did exactly what God told them. Go with your 300 men and conquer the land. They did that. God gave Gideon a divine idea from heaven. Gideon applied that over his life. He told the men to take uh, torches and jars and look like there was a massive army. The Midianites got scared and they ended up killing each other. God gives you divine ideas. God will give you a divine purpose. But it is all dependent upon your level of faith. And you can't move past it. Yeah. And even in today's time, for example, we can have faith that, Lord, the doc let the doctors mm -hmm. have the wisdom to heal us. Or we can have the faith that God himself will heal. Yeah. Isaiah 53, um, 5 says that by his stripes that I am healed. He is the great physician. And so that's where our faith lies. It's Is it with the doctors? And I'm not criticizing any person that goes to the doctors right but no. you can have you can have your faith lie in that or you can have your faith lie in what the word of god actually says it says that by his stripes yeah i am healed yeah and, and that has to be your ultimate source yeah and if you can't make that your ultimate source right now get to that point and then you can still go to the doctors because there's no point in you standing on something that you don't believe yourself yeah so don't think that you know you know, you have to stand on something you don't believe. Get this in your spirit. Begin to listen to people that preach this, and eventually it'll get there. But that doesn't mean go hog wild and be like, I'm believing in faith, and you have a hard time believing it for yourself. You have to stand on the word of God for yourself. It can't be something you see someone else do and think, okay, they did it. I want to do it, but you have no faith for yourself. You have to have faith for yourself. I'm not discouraging anyone that goes to the doctors. I'm not discouraging people that do that. Because doctors are a good thing. They are a blessing to have. But in my circumstance, I know that God will take care of me. 
I know God is my source. I've lived that life. I understand what God has given me. I will see done. But your faith has to be there. So don't feel like I'm discouraging that. Doctors are great. But the word of God carries more power than any doctor can. Yeah. And that's why I make this my source. I've seen it alive. I've seen it work. And now I'm, I'm too old to back down from what the word of God says. Mm-hmm. And the next point is you need to use the name of Jesus. And John fourteen thirteen it says, You can ask anything for anything in my name, and I will do it, so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Mm-hmm. Ask anything in the name of Jesus, and it will be done. Anything that is according to the Word of God. That's why we always end in, in, Jesus, in name. Jesus' name, because it's powerful. The name of Jesus is powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's a simple point. Yeah, that is. Yeah, use the name of Jesus. It's what carries power. That's why people get so offended with the name of Jesus. It's because it carries power. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll see demons come out of people just when you use it. People get angry when you use the name of Jesus. It's because it's the only name that carries power. And not to make this sound weird, but God is a generic term. God is, is just God. Anything can be called God. But when you use a name that carries power, like Jesus... That breaks bondages. Mm -hmm. And that's why people get offended. People don't care that you pray in God's name. People don't care that you pray in Allah's name. But when you use a name that carries a power behind it, with that name of Jesus, he was raised from the dead. Jesus was raised from the dead because of the power that lived inside of him. That name carries an offensive power. Mm -hmm. So why do you think people get mad at it? The devil wouldn't want you to pray in the name of Jesus if it didn't carry any power. He wouldn't care. But because it carries power, that's why you see so much controversy. That's why you see so much anger towards that name. And that, and that should be evidence enough just to use the name itself. Yeah. Is when people are mad at something, go ahead and do it. If people are mad at something that you're doing, go for it. Because apparently it's from God and people get mad when you tell them stuff about God. You know, that's the honest truth. Yeah. And then our last point is you must be a child of God. You can have all these points and you can put all of these points into action in your life. But if you you are not mm-hmm. a child of God, if I went into the community here in Fairmont and I asked um, just a random lady or guy for something and they're not my parents, when you go to your parents, they yeah. want, normally want to give you what you have asked You for. don't tell the neighbor you want a bike for your birthday. You tell your mom and dad. Yeah. And so... You must be a child of God. Proverbs fifteen twenty nine. it says, The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. God hears the prayers of his children. He hears the prayers of a righteous man. Mm-hmm. You have that scripture? Yeah, 18 or 16. 66, 18. Okay. If I have cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But truly, God has listened. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. If I have iniquity or if I have sin, God will not hear me. That's what that verse says. Yeah, you have to live a pure and holy life. You have to be righteous. Mm -hmm. And the way you do that is by making Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. God can't hear a prayer that you pray if you're not his child. If you don't confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, God can't hear you because you're not a child of heaven. But it's an easy decision. It's a very easy thing to become a child of God. And I'm going to lead you in that prayer. And if you want to be a child of God, if you want to know who God is, to where your prayers won't be hindered because of sin in your life or because of anything in your life, then pray this prayer after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Wash me and cleanse me. 
Forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I thank you that you died for me and that you're coming back again for me. Jesus, I thank you that your blood covers me. It covers my sins. It gives me healing. And it gives me power over all sickness and disease in this world. And make this a declaration. Say, God, I thank you that I am saved. I'm born again. And I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So if you said that prayer with us, go ahead and message us. We'd like to know. We'd like to help you even with the first steps of Christianity because you need to be encouraged with people who know the word of God. If I hadn't had that in my life, I probably would be back in the world but you need to be around yeah. people that can encourage you and we would like to even in your community like um what you call it connect you with your local church mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely but if you're watching on on the replay on youtube or listening to our podcast we'd like to know if you pray that prayer with us yeah please message us if you did we'd love to hear from you um, other than that, I don't have anything else. you have anything? Love you, Auntie Heather. You remember Auntie Heather? Mm. From Casey? Yeah. Hi, Mom. <laughs> well, we'll see you guys later. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Have a good day.